Welcome to the Good Fight Radio Show, a program dedicated to bringing you vital and uncompromised truths that you won't hear in the mainstream media, discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how these issues relate to family, culture, and the church. The heart of this show is to glorify Jesus Christ and expose the works of darkness as he is commanded in Ephesians 5.11. Now here's your host, Good Fight Ministries' own Chad Davidson. I'm sure you're not surprised to find out the same things have been going on here. Um, at no Good way, Fight. you guys. <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> I was I was talking about this because we had done a number of different series. Uh, we were exposing Bethel and some of the weirdness over there, and then uh, we also did an entire thing on pornography. And they allowed us to do ads for the first two videos coming against pornography. But when we showed a direct link between pornography and sex trafficking, we were not allowed to do ads literally for four months. We were not allowed to share anything and, like you said, boost a post or anything like that. So everything, most of the stuff that we get out, just as you, is organic. Uh, Other people, believers saying, I want other people to see this. Because it is really sad, you know, and yeah. we have a large, large following. We have over 100,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel, 56,000 on our Facebook channel, and we're going through the same thing, bro. So, yeah. you know what? But they don't do that good of a job because we get a number of people that are still coming to the faith, and I, I know that you do as well, edifying the body of believers. And, you know, we're sticking out there as the remnant, and as long as they let us post there, we're going to continue to post it. Amen. Yeah. Yep. And I, are you guys looking at Rumble and, and other platforms? Are you moving over to other things? Like that's what a lot of us are trying to do. Yeah. And we have uh, Tony um, Palacio for the people here at Good Fight Ministries. They know him. And I know Dave knows him uh, really well, too, as well. He's got us on everything as a backup as well, uh, just in case. Yeah. Or not even just in case. It's 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 always the matter of when, not if, uh, you know, we say yeah, let's use as yeah. much as we can. So if you guys are listening yeah. right now, this is a great time to think about clicking, liking, sharing. Also going over to Dave Fiorazzo. Is it davidfiorazzo.com? Is the, am I saying that one right? Yes, that's uh, the website. Yep. Because I'd love for you guys to check that out because we are now talking specifically with author David Fiorazzo. And we're specifically talking about the book Canceling Christianity. And I'm excited to t- continue talking about this subject because I know Dave has a heart and a passion for this uh, because a lot of your books, you deal with the culture and that's something that we love dealing with as well. I know what you talked about specifically trying them trying to shadow ban you or doing it, accomplishing that, right? Them yep. not allowing you to do ads. But you actually said that in the first 10 days of your book being on Amazon, it was the number one release in religious intolerance and persecution. And that was before your publisher issued a press release or even began marketing. So yeah. how on earth did this happen? Well, friends, people that heard that knew I had a book coming out, I, you know, it's God, really, let me put God as the number one, he gets the credit. But mm-hmm. here's the thing, it's going to take consistency, because the rollout of this book has been unlike any other I've had really strange things. And I've got a new publisher. So there's a communication uh, challenge. And there's just other things going on. But as far as what's happening with the censorship, friends got it out there. And I was astounded to see that. I, I had a screen grab of that. So uh, number one release, I'm going, what? In, in this category, right? Re- uh, religious intolerance was one of the categories, I guess. So um, friends did that. And that's why I continue to just encourage you guys, uh, do whatever you can. If you can post a review on Amazon, 
And here's the hard thing for me. I don't support a lot of what Amazon does, some of their products and some of the stuff they, they are about. It's unfortunately one of the ways we can get our Christian message out, our biblical Christian message out about what we're going through, about what we need to get out to the people. And it's one of the biggest avenues, biggest venues, so to speak. So I struggle with that. I really do. But at the same time, if they're going to let me, there is going to be a time, I think, where they might say, wait a minute, we didn't know you wrote about dot, 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 because they pulled down a book by Ryan Anderson, just writing about the transgender issue from a mental health perspective and very a biological and a scientific perspective. There's a lot of facts in this book, what you and I would consider truth, but the powers that be don't like that because why? Truth is hate to those who hate the truth. I think that was an Orwell quote. But yeah, so I'm thankful that friends helped me right at the very beginning. That was about three and a half weeks ago. Now, you know, it, it can come down a little bit, but and, and that's out of my control completely. But it's because friends, you know what? And this, it showed me something. Christians are aware of the censorship and they don't like it. Number one, we don't think it's it's right and we don't think it's biblical to, sh to shut someone up and to, to suppress someone because they're suppressing the truth and unrighteousness, right? But number two, because of our constitution in America, this is happening. This is not some communist country or Marxist or third world country. This is the United States with our constitution and first amendment and religious freedoms, hello, and this is what's happening. So when they see this happening to others, I do that. When I see something something like that's happening to a friend, I want to help them out. I'll share their post or I'll buy a book, even if I don't read it. You know, just buy it. Just say, that's I want to support them. them. And we give money. We give donations to people, uh, you know, just to support them. That's what we do as believers, the body of Christ. So that is the reason it got a jumpstart uh, in sales. So thank you. Yeah, it's, you know, it's really funny you're talking about uh, our freedoms, you know, and I was listening that uh, Prince Harry, you know, called the First Amendment bonkers, but then had the audacity to complain <laughs> that him and his wife had to be silent when they were over there in England. I just was like, oh, the wow. irony is so <laughs> thick. You'd think it, it was an Alanis Morissette song, but oh boy. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, I, I just, I'm astounded sometimes uh, by these things. And I, and I wanted to say, and this is really, really important because like you mentioned, um, not only in the, in the book, you have three different chapters were based on sermons that you gave, yep. but you said that you, you quoted this and it is actually my favorite title of any chapter in the book. Wow. And it says, if you can kill babies, you're capable of anything. And I have to just tell you that is my heartbeat as well. And, and I have to say, when I see that, when I see someone standing up for the babies that are being murdered in the womb, and when I find out that there are many, many churches, and I, you know, maybe I hope I'm not uh, telling Joe a secret about Joe, but somebody asked if they were going to, uh, they said, I'm going to this new church, you know, what do you think about it? So he cold called them and asked them a few worldview questions, and one of them specifically was on what they believe about babies in the womb. What they believe are they should they be allowed oh. to be murdered because that's what's going on there. And they said, well, we wouldn't want to offend the, anyone who's had an abortion, right? And I'll just tell you this right now. By the way, the women that have had abortions and that have repented and come to Christ, the last thing they would want you to do is not warn people that that aborted baby is being murdered. And so I wanted to point that out because wow. you talked about the three sermons that you gave, but I thought about this and how in all honesty, 
whether it's, you know, homosexuality, which is accepted in the culture now. So, so many churches are so quiet on it. Transgenderism, as you mentioned, uh, whether it's abortion, these issues are somewhat of an acid test when it comes to whether or not I believe that somebody could be in fellowship with these pastors if they're unwilling to speak of these issues. Yeah, that's interesting that you brought that one up. I got that from one of the pastors I interview on Stand Up For The Truth. It's Steve Smotherman out of uh, New Mexico, one of the bluest states in the country. He's in Albuquerque, and they have, they've got lawsuits against their church by the governor there. Uh, Michelle Grisham, I think is her name, because they had a Christmas Eve service, and they didn't turn away people and obey the governor saying you can only have, what, 25% capacity. He said, no, with the church will be the church and we're going to open our doors. We're not going to turn anybody away when we've reached a certain number. So they find them $10,000. But anyway, he's the pastor that said on my my, uh, podcast, if you can kill a baby, you can do anything. So that's where I got that chapter Mm -hmm. title, because if you think about that from a biblical perspective, we think, wow, we think about spiritual things. We think about the biblical truth, but you're talking about ripping the very life of a human being away, eliminating a life, that is evil. It is evil at its core. And it is de- the whole Planned Parenthood movement is demonic. It is. You think of Molech sacrificing babies on the altar of Molech in the Old Testament, child sacrifice. It is demonic. So his point was that is like one of the roots of evil. If you can kill a baby, you can probably do anything. Right. So I, I really uh, got a lot of actually information from p- people I've interviewed for some of the chapters. But that was one of the titles that I came up with. No, I, I love that title. And that issue specifically is a marquee issue for, I think, anybody that's involved in ministry. Um, I think anyone it's, that is speaking, it has yeah, the, to be. The church is divided on it, though. That The Christian church, the evangelical church in America, were somewhat divided on that issue. I don't get it. Because I read the Bible, I go, wait a minute, all these verses on life, you formed me in my mother's womb. You, you know, you, you saw me before I was born. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before I was even born. Jeremiah, you know, he, anyway, you know all those verses. There's so, so there's so much evidence. What about the baby when Elizabeth, when Mary goes to meet yeah. Elizabeth, the baby leaps in the womb, right? It's like, oh, wow. So they not only acknowledge that there's a baby in the womb, but it could apparently sense to the point of having a little bit of joy to leap in the womb. And by the way, up until I think about 50 years ago or so, they used to refer to a pregnant woman as with child. Mm-hmm. And the, the, of course, the Latin meaning for um, a fetus is little one, right? It's, it's little one or offspring, fetus. That's interesting, but you don't hear that anymore. That's, that's a little too close to the, the truth to be able to talk about that in our culture because we want women to do whatever they want. And by the way, boyfriends, men who coerce their women or their girlfriends to oh, go yeah. get an abortion, you are just as complicit. And so you need to repent as well if you have it. But I, I do want to say this. We talk very openly and straightforward about this very important issue, but there is forgiveness. Amen. It's not the greatest of sins. You can be forgiven because I know years ago, I've, I wrote, I think one of my books, The Cost of Our Silence, I wrote about what women go through. It's anguish post-abortion. Yeah. Everything from nightmares to hearing babies cry to depression to 
self-punishment, whether that's cutting yourself or whether that's going out and being more promiscuous to punish yourself because you feel guilty to suicidal thoughts or even attempts. There's deep anguish to abortion that the, the media will never talk about, Planned Parenthood, what the public schools won't. But this is the scientific, the biological truth, and the psychological truth. This is what women go through. But you need to know you can be forgiven or share with someone who's gone through that that's beaten themselves up that, with guilt or just they, they keep beating themselves up. I know people like that, but they need to know that's where the grace of God can cover all that and forgive their sins. Hey, man, that's, the, that's one of the biggest things is not, we have – the answer, you know, that's what we have in Christ. And I think, you know, even in canceling Christianity, I think that's what you're also bringing out in this is here are all the problems, but there's a solution and it's in Jesus Christ. And that includes forgiveness for someone who has made those mistakes. And that includes for people who have, as you said, people have been deceived by these things. One of the quick things to say is, you know what? I was wrong, but guess what? Jesus Christ is right. We can go right to him. And And I love that. And one of the things that's why Dave Firazzo is such a good friend of the ministry is because I know your heartbeat is the same as ours in terms of getting out the gospel. It's one thing to complain about the culture. There's yep. plenty of talking heads that do that without the gospel, right? Yeah. But it's another thing to express the wickedness that is going on and point someone to the truth of Christ. And yes. and I want to point this out because you have in your subtitle and May, and I've seen people get thrown off by this, especially if people are in maybe other countries. They're not understanding as much. And we have a great viewership all over the world. So I'd love to point this out because in Canceling Christianity, the subtitle for the, the book is How the Left Silences Churches, Dismantles the Constitution, and Divides Our Culture. Now, you're calling out the left here. So I think it's a great <laughs> time to maybe just define What's yes. mean by left-handed people? No, I'm just kidding. What do you mean by the left? <laughs> well, first of all, the left can be confused with liberalism, but classic liberalism has changed. It used to be more conservative or libertarian, but it's changed radically and drastically to now every one of these, they've gone over to the left. Um, first of all, I think that that's right. What What's happening, uh, the left is silencing churches. They're trying to censor. They're trying to silence Christians. They don't want the effect of Christianity. They don't want to hear the gospel. They think it's intolerant. So they're silencing churches. They're dismantling the constitution. You might want to argue that point, but what's happening? What Just for example, what we just talked about uh, a little while ago about lawlessness increasing, and then the police told to stand down. Lawless, they're, they're taking the constitution, the laws of nature and nature's God, which is what our constitution is, is a part built on, and now they're saying, no, we don't need to go by those laws anymore. And a lot of unconstitutional things going on. So they're not even abiding by the so-called law of the land anymore. So, yes, they are dismantling the Constitution and they're dividing the culture. And that is on purpose. Division. Why do we think why, we have all these groups? We've got, uh, you know, we're divided by race. Divided by sex, male, female, gender, right? We're divided by sexual preference, behavior, the LGBT. We're divided in all these different groups, and they're doing that on purpose. But there is a selfish reason that I wanted to make sure that left was in the title. Not not only is what the subtitle is true, but I don't know about your, your um, Joe and some of his books when people go to review them. But man, I've had people go to my like on Amazon and put reviews that never even read the book. Uh, he yeah. would just go, hey, it's a Christian book. I'm going to go, you guys are hateful and tolerant. This is just a bunch of whatever 
a right-wing propaganda. They didn't say anything about what the book was about. They didn't say anything detailed. They didn't address any point that I made, which liberals are good at that. They'll put the hand up and go, no, you're evil, you're hateful, you're intolerant, and then they'll walk away. Oh, okay, so did you just win the argument? No, they didn't even let me debate or have that chance to share with them. Why do you think that? What may, what, where did you come to that conclusion? You know. So because the left, I, I don't care if anybody on the left ever reads this. And that might, you might think, well, wait a minute, you, don't, you want them to be saved, don't you? Yes, of course. But in this culture, this caustic culture that we're in, this divisive culture, they have pushed so far, they are, too many people are unwilling to even hear the other side. And they'll go to a, a page or a website and they'll just, you know, they call them trolls or whatever. They'll put hateful comments, profanity. They'll criticize something, your worldview. They'll just criticize it because they hate Jesus. But we are the reminders, so they take it out on us. So that was another one of the reasons I wanted to make sure people knew this was exposing the left, deeds of darkness. I want to make sure they know that I'm exposing them. So they, if they're not interested in that book, they don't want to probably read about that. Why would you read about something that you know is going to make you angry and you disagree with, right? <laughs> so there's a little selfish motive because I, I want people to be to who will be benefited by the book, encouraged, challenged, in their thinking or in their worldview. Maybe they need to recommit their lives in a certain area. Maybe they need to come out of the closet, so to speak, as Christians, not that they are gay or lesbian, but that maybe they've been silent all these years. I want people that will read this that will say, okay, well, our, our time is short, and that's what I want to convey, a sense of urgency that people will get something from this and then take action on it. No, I think that's really, really important for us as the body of Christ to say, hey, let's, you know, I, I get so tired of hearing that, people that you know speak the truth to power but they don't have truth or power and we have the holy spirit inside of us and we have Amen. the word of god uh you know i think it's so important that we speak to these issues and you specifically mentioned about how it seems like satan has done a great job of dividing people and i'm and that's scriptural right that's yep. end times scriptural right the ethnos group against ethnos group so he divides them here Amen. we have you know everything that's going on in the, the asian hate stuff right and then and we got to make sure this is going on. And then we have the Black Lives Matter group and, and yeah. so forth. It's just whatever it is. Now you have LGBTQ and then you have, I, I just, we could just keep going and just talk about the division. But one of the things that, that is heartbreaking, that it does seem that Satan has, has wedged this, this, I guess, put a wedge within a lot of churches where there's this divide. And we know that fruit of the flesh, one of them is factions, right? We know that when it talks about the seven sins in Proverbs chapter six, it's those who get strife amongst brethren. So we want to make That's sure it. that we're recognizing what's going on here and maybe speak a little bit uh, to how Satan has done an excellent job in also dividing the church these days. Well, didn't Jesus say a house divided against itself cannot stand? Yeah. And so when it comes to the body of Christ, we've got to be careful I mean, it might be a little too late. I hope it's not about all these divisions that have come into the church and even just, just, you know, non-essential issues, masks, right? How many churches were divided over masks or these mandates by the government? Uh, now there were some on both sides, some of the extreme, right? Religious freedom, no matter what. And then there were some on the other side, fear, fear, shut down, shut down. This is what the government's telling us to do. Obey the government at all costs. Well, both of those can kind of come together and say, wait a minute. Jesus said, he prayed in John 17, that we would be one 
as he and his father are one. And he said, he sanctify them, set them apart by your word, the truth. Your word is truth, Jesus said. So when we're divided over so many different issues, it, it's frustrating to see. But you, what you said earlier, Chad, is right on. It's biblical. It's prophetic. But in the body of Christ, we've got to guard against these divisions and factions. And if you're... I understand if you're in a discernment ministry, it's so easy to say, yeah, I don't want to be around them because they believe this theological bent or, you know, pre-rap, you know, the, the, the rapture, right? Pre, post, pan, whatever, the tribulation. Um, so people are dividing over things that are not essential. And this is what we have to guard against because we need unity, but we are not to unify around things that are unbiblical. So that's where discernment comes in. And I just say, thank God for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I couldn't agree uh, more with you, you know, when it comes to our division should be that when it's a marking of a false teacher, right? Marking yes. a void. It's yep. not something where I go, oh, I can't fellowship with that guy. He, you know, th those three dippers, you know, uh, in baptism <laughs> or something, you know, we can't, can't be doing that. But, you know, we only have about, we have about eight minutes left. And I think this is a, a good, a good place to kind of wind down. But it's an important talk, I think, in terms of you speak about this idea that so much of the Christian church thinks that they are on a cruise ship, all right? And they're just going ready for the buffet. Yeah. They even have buffet sometimes, doctrine and religion and so yeah. And you speak to it as, you know what, I think we're more on a battleship. So maybe you can speak to that a bit as an encouragement to the body here. Yeah, that's in the conclusion of the book. And I think I've actually mentioned it twice in the whole book, but it's this idea, friends. Um, Jesus warned churches in Asia Minor that they were either lukewarm, they left their first love, um, and there's so many other things. But these were rebukes of Christian churches. We've got to look at the church in America now, in America, one of the downfalls of freedom is you take it for granted, you pursue materialism, you seek after your own comfort, your own selfishness, to be honest, take your best life now, you know, um, but this is the challenge and you just want to cruise through life knowing that, hey, I gave my heart to Jesus. I, I prayed the prayer. I'm, I put my faith and trust in him. I'm good to go. I don't have to worry about anything else, but that's the wrong attitude. You're not on a cruise ship. And a lot of these people, I fear that they don't realize they're on a battleship. There's wounded brothers and sisters in Christ all around them. And they're just trying to look out for number one. They don't want to look at what's in the public schools. They don't want to look at what's being pumped into the living, room, living rooms through Hollywood and the, and the television. And they don't want to look at government. <gasps> you know, government is evil. Oh, my goodness. Religion and politics. Don't talk about that. By the way, the second biggest lie in America, very important chapter in the book, the separation of church and state. Now, there's going into that, this feeds into what you asked me about the cruise ship versus the battleship. We don't want to battle. It's like... Paul writes about warfare, putting on the armor of God, and we don't. We act like you know. There's no spiritual battle. There's no physical battle. Are you just going to cave, surrender? So my challenge is for those who maybe need a nudge to recommit to taking action for actually living. We are ambassadors for Christ, not secret agents. 
We are to represent the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you represent him, that means as a soldier on his battlefield. And we are in this world, not of this world, but we are here to fight the good fight of faith. Good fight ministries. Why is it a good fight? Jesus won. He wins. It is finished. And we are here for two reasons. If you're young, we are here to populate the earth. If you're older, we are here to populate heaven. Evangelism. Share the gospel. If you can't have kids anymore, guess what? You're still here for that reason. So we've got to fight this fight because it's getting intense. We can see it in our culture. But my, that was my encouragement to get people to recognize this, these two pictures, these two drastic contrasting pictures of Christians laying back on a cruise ship, sun, maybe they got the little drink with the umbrella hanging out or whatever. They're just taking it easy. And then there's Christians fighting and engaged in warfare. They're trying to advance the enemy. Here's another point. Didn't Jesus say something about storming the gates of hell? The gates of hell, not the gates of heaven. The enemy is not bombarding the gates of heaven. The church is to storm, attack the gates of hell. Gates are defensive. Ooh, interesting. So we are not supposed to be running away from the battle with fiery darts in our backside. <laughs> we are supposed to be having the shield out, you know, the armor on, the sword of the spirit, the word of God. Go forward, friends. This is a battle. You signed up for it when you became a Christian. I'm sorry if you went to one of those crusades or churches where they said every, every head bowed, every eye closed, and, and you know, this wonderful uh, emotional worship music and the pastor's you know, plea to come and get saved before it's too late. And that's, those are good things, but we haven't discipled, we haven't followed up, and we've just let people go on their way after they apparently make a decision for Christ. Now, I know that can be kind of offensive, but that's why there are false converts in the church today. So false converts, if there are people who just want to live like the world, they were attracted to a church because of a worldly message or something worldly that like, I don't know, a rock show instead of a, 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 a humble worship offering to the Lord, then you've got to keep giving them worldly things. And those are the people that are convinced, hey, this is like just like the world. I can just add Jesus on top of everything, on top of my life, my good life, my best life. Just add Jesus and I've got it all. No, we've got to fight. This is a fight. This is a battle. And unfortunately, a lot of people are not going to make it. And um, this, is, this is my heart, guys. We've got to reach people while we're here. We don't have much time. We don't know how much time we have left. So that's one thing I want to convey, a sense of urgency. If you've been on a cruise ship, Get off at the next port and get into battle. Armor up, get the sword out. You've got to be familiar with the word of God, the sword of the spirit. And we've got to be fight. We've got to, we got to be good fight, good fighters, good soldiers. So that's my encouragement to you guys. And I just thank you for what you do. Um, you're one of the ministries that a lot of people turn to and go, wow, look what's happening out there. Where can I get the truth? People that are unashamed of the gospel and they want to talk about the whole counsel of God and not, back away from any controversial issue because they might not be popular. So thank you guys. Oh, thank you, brother. And yeah, as you said, you know, Jesus was very clear. You got to, you got to pick up your cross and carry it. And what did he say? You have to count the cost to see if you, if you have enough to finish the job, there is a cost. Amen. Deny yourself. He said, that's wow, right. that's not a popular message in America, but no, Jesus it's not. It, 
You may not find it in uh, Joel Osteen books, but you will find it in Canceling Christianity <laughs> with Dave Firazzo. So before we get out of here, we only got about a minute left. Okay. So Dave, I want you to tell people where they can find you, not only where they can find this book on your oh, website, good. we'll have links for that, but some other stuff you're working on. I know you work with Freedom Project Media. Yes. You got Stand up for the truth. You got yes. a lot of stuff going on. Let me let you give your little pitch right before we finish up here. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, every week I do a video. Christ and Culture is the series. If you go to freedomproject.com, it is, by the way, a classical Christian academy. It's a homeschooling from K through 12. And I'm on, I contribute to the media wing of that with Dr. Duke Pesta, Alex Newman, and others. Um, DavidFiorazzo.com, you get more information on the book, but you can go straight to Amazon, Barnes and Noble. They have it. Um, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Parler, um, which is back on, thankfully, MeWe, Clout Hub, StandUpForTheTruth.com. We do four podcasts a week, and we'd love to have new guests. If your pastor is a truth proclaimer and defender, uh, let me get in touch with him. I love to have people who are unashamed and, and willing to speak the truth. So thank you again, Canceling Christianity. Go get it. Let me know if you need uh, information from my publisher on the bulk a discount and uh, i'd love to have them send you as many books as you want so thank you well praise the lord we want to thank you guys so much for joining us on the good fight radio show thank you so much dave fiorazzo and you guys Thanks, make sure you get out there and check out canceling christianity god bless you guys you've been listening to the good fight radio show brought to you by good fight ministries if you're blessed by this show and would like to partner with us, please consider visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com goodfight. Or you can write to us at P.O. Box 2202, Simi Valley, California, 93062. Or call us toll-free at 1-866-JC-TRUTH. That's 1-866-528-7884. We hope you'll tune in next time on the Good Fight Radio Show.